each region of Italy can certainly make a strong claim to having that country's best cuisine. And today, we have two tour guides with us on Travel with Rick Steves who specialize in Sicily. They're here to make the case that once you've enjoyed authentic local dishes from that island, you'll never want to leave. Joining us now are native Sicilian Tommaso Pante and Nina Bernardo, who's an Italian-American who's called Italy home for the last 20 years. Tommaso and Nina, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having us. Grazie mille, Rick. So I just made a big deal about Sicilian cuisine, and you're both aficionados about Sicily. How would you differentiate Sicilian cuisine from Italian cuisine, Tommaso? Oh, there is a big difference. There is a huge difference, actually, between the two different kinds of food. Uh In Sicily, we have, uh, I think we have the variety. The variety in terms of food, because you can go from the meat to the fish, from the fish to the vegetables, from the vegetables to the pasta. I mean, we have a variety of food that probably you don't find in any other place of Italy. And that's because of the different influence, the different dominations we had. Because so when it, you say dominations, this means uh, invading cultures that took over. Exactly. So invading, I mean, different culture that took over in Sicily, they left something in the food. And, you know, we still have a recipe that probably we had 1,000 years ago when Sicily was Arabic. Hmm. Sicily was Arabic, so we're preparing the rice bowl of the arancino, which is a typical Arabic recipe. Or the cannolo, which is something that was of the cassata, something that was Arabic again. So we are reusing in some way all the recipes. So you're enriched by your colonial heritage. Exactly. All of the different layers. Exactly. So, Nina, when we think of the Arabic influence, I didn't realize that, but uh, talk about arancini and conolo. So arancini are fantastic. There are these wonderful rice balls that you make and you flavor the rice with saffron. The traditional ones have a a ragu sauce with peas and cheese and a little hard-boiled egg. And then you would roll that up and roll it up in what they call a pastella, which is like flour and water mix, and then breadcrumbs. And then, of course, you have to deep fry it. And then it makes a great snack or breakfast food or, And you, you know. even see that all over Italy. But And when you see that in you Rome can, or something, is but it but you t- would not want to eat them on the peninsula because they're not going to be that good. It's not the same. So when you go to Sicily, that's where you're going to get the real That's where you get the real, yeah, exactly. And, and cannoli. And I would say the same thing about cannoli. Many travelers, North American travelers, come to Italy and they associate cannoli with, it's an Italian dessert, so mm-hmm. they come to Rome or somewhere else. And where can I get cannoli? Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, well, you need to go to Sicily to get a good mm-hmm. cannoli. So what is a good cannoli? So it would be made with sweetened ricotta cheese. Mm-hmm. and uh, the shell would also be deep fried. And ideally, you would go to a bakery that would stuff it when you buy it because if you mm. stuff it ahead of time, then the shell gets soft and you don't want that. So you want the contrast between the crunchy shell and the soft inside, and that's when it's really delicious. When you go to the markets in Sicily, I am so enthralled by the music of the markets. Uh, Tommaso, when I step into the marketplace in Palermo, it's like the merchants are singing. What, they what, are, what, what's happening? What are they saying? What's happening? I mean, they are promoting their merchandise. Uh-huh. They are promoting. I mean, I'm selling artichokes for 20 cents one. I'm selling one kilo of tuna fish for 10 euros. Uh, they are absolutely promoting what they sell. Pretend you're a merchant right now and you've got uh, sardines you're trying to sell. What would you say in Italian? Uh, sardine, sardine, 10 euro a kilo. Venite qua a comprare. Arancia, arancia, 20 centesimi a kilo, boy d'arancia, you cattadli su belli. <laughs> so that was so, that was so fantastic it. because Tommaso's not even doing it in Italian. He's doing it in Sicilian dialect. Oh, yeah. yeah, so it's even more musical. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love that. I can walk around in those markets forever and just be in, enchanted by that. So Nina, if you're walking through the market, uh, what's your favorite market in Palermo and, and what kind of a tactile or tasty experience oh, can you my, actually have? Oh, my favorite market absolutely, is the Balaro market. I think it's the most authentic now. Balaro. Balaro, yeah. Uh-huh. That's been around since the 10th century, so it's the oldest one okay. as well. 
And you walk through there, and now it's a very multicultural mix as well because a lot of new immigrants who've come into Palermo have set up their own stalls. But you can find absolutely everything, and you can try a lot of things as you go through, like panelle is something I always like to try when I go through there. What is that? Chickpea flour that's made into these little squares, and it's also deep fried. And they ah. um, just a little salt and some parsley inside. Mm-hmm. Eat it quick when it's hot. Or the crocchette, which are um, basically like mashed potatoes made into a little ball and then now, fried. Now, if as you well. don't speak Italian or Sicilian, if you're bold enough, you can just go in there and you say, can point. "Just point yeah. and hop a little bit, up, yeah. and laugh with them." And they may charge you; they may not. It's just you can have that experience. Yeah, absolutely, so throw yourself into it. If you are open and put a smile on your face, that opens so many doors for you. And <sighs> Sicilians are incredibly engaging, and they are proud of what they have to offer. So it doesn't take much effort on your part to have a good experience in the market. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're joined by Nina Bernardo and Tommaso Pante, and we're talking about edible Sicily. Our phone number is 877-333-7425, and Mark is calling in from Berkeley in California. Buongiorno, Mark. Hi, Rick. Nina, Tommaso, thank you so much for taking my call. My vegan daughter and I are planning a trip to western Sicily, including the Egeti Islands, for the summer. My questions for you are, what are the chances of us finding acceptable food at restaurants uh, not to mention a memorable meal on the islands for my vegan daughter who eats no dairy or meat. Any suggestions for us? Nina, what would you advise? I think you're not going to have any problem just because fresh vegetables are available everywhere and they're a huge part of the Sicilian diet. So I really don't think you're going to have any problem finding vegan options. They won't be specifically labeled as vegan because they don't need to be just because there are so many vegetable options there. Is there like how they cook it considerations or is it basically vegetarian and and no dairy? Yeah, we just want to make sure that the vegetables aren't cooked in the same oil. Well, that's what I'm wondering about. So it's that strict because a lot of people don't take vegetarianism very seriously and they, they wouldn't even dream that you care about what it was cooked in. I would think that it would help to have something written in the local dialect that's very clear because you're going into a little hole in the wall restaurant. They'll cook whatever you want, but you need to communicate it. Sono vegano. Would that's that, be, it. that would work. That is enough. I mean, they know absolutely because, I mean, all the Sicilian restaurants, they are they know updating. The and they that's know. what I've noticed all over <laughs> Europe now is there are little indications on a modern menu, and it has a, a letter saying this is uh, whatever concern Vegetarian. you might have. Yeah. So I think, Mark, the, the challenge for you is going to be to have that ability to communicate your concern, and I would do it in writing. I would have a local person write in a very clear way, assuming the, the waiter's a, a good person that doesn't really take vegetarianism very seriously, and uh, have it written out there, and then they'll realize it's important to you, and then enjoy your trip. That sounds like a great idea. Thank you so much. Have fun. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm speaking with Tommaso Pante and Nina Bernardo about food in Sicily. You know, I love pizza when I'm in Italy, and there seems to be an ongoing debate about where does pizza come from, Sicily or Napoli. Nina, what's the story? I'm sorry, Tommaso, to have to say that it originated in Naples. You Naples. Sicily does You're their own version. Me, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> Nina, you are killing this is me. The, I think this is the only time Tommaso and I are going to disagree. Okay, yeah. so you say Sicily was born in Sophia Loren's town, uh, <laughs> yeah. Naples. Yeah. And uh, Tommaso, make the case that it was born in Sicily. Pizza. Yeah, well, our pizza actually is very different from the Neapolitan pizza. Our pizza in Sicily, you know, we have a different variety. We have the thin pizza with a lot of ingredients on top. Oh, we have the Palermitano Sfincione. S-F-I-N-C-I-O-N-E. What does that mean? Exactly. Sfincione actually is a pizza, uh-huh. uh, which is uh, very thick, uh, where we use uh, a lot of simple ingredients, just tomato, pecorino cheese, and olive oil. And sometimes they put also some onion. 
And this is sold as a street food. You oh, go okay. In the middle of the pedestrian street of Palermo. So now, most... how would that be different from a, a Neapolitan pizza? Uh, well, very different in this case because sfincione is thick. Neapolitan pizza is thin and more chewy, right? Yeah, okay. sfincione is really spongy. Yes, yeah, sp- oh, almost that's like, right. a spo- like a sponge cake kind yeah. of yeah. Um, so texture to it. Thicker and more doughy. Yeah, uh, exactly. It comes from an Arabic word which means spongy. Ah, so that's okay. how, yeah. Is that what you would say Sicilian pizza is? I would call that version Sicilian. Yeah. And then what we're used to probably is, is more Naples Neapolitan pizza. style pizza. Okay. And then when you're thinking about some quintessential Sicilian dishes, pasta con la sarde. You have to try it if you go. It's made with wonderful wild fennel and raisins and pine nuts and olive oil and fresh anchovies, and it's absolutely delicious. So it's is it basically a kind of a spaghetti, a sort of variation on spaghetti with anchovies? Kind of, yeah. Or sardines? We use sardines mostly. In fact, it's called the pasta con le sarde. Okay, so you sarde know? is the Sicilian word. Sicilian for so sardines, yeah. Okay. And actually, I'll tell you something. Pasta con le sarde is more western, west of Sicily. When you go in the eastern part of Sicily, then we talk about pasta la norma with tomato and eggplants. Ah, okay. So norma even, meaning Norman, norm, the, like the Norman. No, 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 norma is the opera from uh, Bellini. Ah, Bellini? okay. Yeah, yeah, the norma, the Bellini, you know. Now, now, Nina, you talked about these ingredients. It sounded wonderful. The key ingredient is the wild fennel. That's what gives it a particular flavor. Okay. And if you want to refresh yourself, I think on the, all over the streets on a hot day, you can go for a granita. Oh, yeah. Granita in the summertime is fantastic. Can you Absolutely. describe a granita? Granita made with crushed ice. And then if it's made well, it's made with really like fresh squeezed lemon juice and then some sugar in there mm. or fresh orange juice with some sugar in there. I had a, a refreshing drink that had a little bit of saltiness in it that I bought at an outdoor stand in That uh, in, Catania. in Catania. They do a thing called, Tommaso, what's this called? Um, uh, it's a seltz. Seltz. That was a seltz. Yeah, that is seltz. But it's only in Catania that yeah. you find it. Very, and I yeah, thought that was thing. very interesting. And I was glad I had the chance to stumble But if you that. think about it, how hot it gets, what do you, you lose the minerals, right? Yeah. So you need salt and some lemon and some fizzy water. And it's very practical. Yeah, very practical and very easy to prepare, actually. Again, granita, we have two different areas of Sicily. The granita from the east, if you talk to the Sicilian, is considered the best granita of the island. So when you go to Cataormina, when you go to Catania or Syracuse, you should find one of the best granita. Remember, the granita not to be missed is the pistachio granita. Pistachio granita, and another reminder of the Arabic influence. Arabic influence and also pistachio production, the slopes of Mount Etna, because remember, this is one of the most important areas for the production of pistachio. Pistachio gelato, don't forget. I love it. (laughs) This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're eating our way through Sicily. Our guides are Tommaso Pante and Nina Bernardo. Nina, if you're invited to an international potluck dinner here in the States and and you were going to bring some Sicilian dish that would just steal the show, what dish would you bring? I think I would probably bring cassata. So cassata is like the quintessential Sicilian dessert, and it's like a little sponge cake, again, with sweetened ricotta cheese and a layer of very thick, wonderful icing on the top. Mm. And it's absolutely divine. Okay, I want to come to that party. Tommaso, let's say we're in that market again in Palermo, and you're, you've got a whole bunch of granita, and it's melting, and you want to sell it. I want to hear you sing the song to buy your granita. Sing to me in the market. Cattatela granita, che se sta squagliando. Cattatela, cattatela, sta granita gusta solamente 30 centesimi. Venite tutte carne, tutte carne. Provatela, guardate che buona. Everybody who's listening, when they go to Sicily and they go through the markets, I don't care if it's Catania or Syracuse or Palermo, they're going to hear your voice singing out, selling the goodies in the market. Nina and Tommaso, mille grazie. Grazie mille a te. Grazie mille. Grazie, and grazie. buon appetito. Grazie. <laughs> Rick Steves teaches smart European travel. 
At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, free audio tours of Europe's top sites, and a world of information to help turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.